0: Hi, I'm Albion Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. So Douglas, we have a great question this week from our audience members. And what they really want to know is the inevitable thing that happens in every relationship in some form or fashion, that fight. Mm, and
1: yeah.
0: the question is, when, when that thing keeps showing up, why are we always fighting? Yeah, and, and how do we stop that loop experience that we're doing it over and over again? It becomes cyclical inside of the relationships. What do we do to end that? Mm-hmm. And you talk in uh, much of your work about the dynamics that exist inside of couple relationships and the impact that that has on the overall health of the relationships. Can you speak a little t- bit towards what your experience has been, what you've seen, conversations mm-hmm. that you've had around this fighting thing that yeah. just doesn't seem to end.
1: Well, I, I think you're right that inevitably in every relationship there's going to be some disagreement. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the the subjects, the topics around which people fight, um, they're fairly consistent. And this is not to say this is the entire universe. But what do couples fight about? Well, they fight about money. Yeah. They fight about sex. Yeah. They, they fight about parenting yep. and different views on it, right? <laughs> even and, with their furry pets. Even with their furry pets and their furry <laughs> their children. Furry children, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and they fight, um, uh, frankly, about control. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you dissect that spectrum of issues, to me, ultimately, uh, they come down to the last, even in the fights about uh, sex or money. Mm-hmm. It's really about one partner uh, claiming a kind of ascendance over the other, asserting their will over the other. Mm-hmm. And so you have to ask the question: Why? Why do you need to do that? Mm. You know, there's a an, an old saying about um, what's been applied to academia and other nonprofit areas called the you know. Uh, The statement is, you know, the fight's so fierce because the stakes are so low. (laughs) And you could apply it in some ways (laughs) to some of these contentious uh, moments that occur in a relationship. When there are control issues where one partner or both, and and this can happen, it's really a sublimation of something deeper. I'm not getting what I want. Mm -hmm. I'm not fulfilled. And therefore... I, I'm gonna manifest my frustration and my angst over this in contention with you for who's in charge.
0: Mm.
1: What have you seen this?
0: Oh, all too often. <laughs> and then what happens is it seems to produce this new dynamic that becomes a normal mm. inside of the relationship where we no longer fight about the issue. We don't attack the issue. We start attacking each other. Mm -hmm. So now I start presuming your intentions when things take place. I'm going to project onto you what it is that you are feeling or tell you that this is what you're trying to say or what you mean when you do this thing. And it stops being about just the trash going out or, hey, did you pick up the kids at such and such time, or when you got home this afternoon, it stops being about that, and it starts being, you don't care about me, you don't care about our family, these things aren't important to you anymore, you used to make these a priority, and it's no longer just the issue anymore. And to your point, that's often because the presenting issue as we refer to it in psychology is rarely the actual issue Mm -hmm. there's normally something underneath that there's some fracture that exists underneath that that we have not addressed that is just manifesting itself in all of these other wardrobes and outfits Mm -hmm. but it's really not the naked issue
1: yeah so we would be derelict if we didn't say that, acknowledging that this happens, the question becomes, uh, how do you stop? <laughs> I don't mean fighting. Right. And you've said, if I can, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I think, you have to learn how to fight well. Right. And I take from that, but I'll ask you to explain further. Sure. Uh, I take from that that, um, first, you need to learn how not to escalate. Um I have found myself in and I've watched others engage in what is really a kind of minor you know flare up a little quarrel mm-hmm. and watch it take off and <laughs> and you have the sense and I've certainly personally experienced this there comes a point in time where it's out of control it's as if nothing you can say can take this down back to the original right. issue right. and contain it a forest fire has flared <laughs> right. up out of a simple little spark and it is for both parties mm-hmm. there there appears not to be a uh, an understanding of how to back away gracefully uh, I, I wish I could tell you that I'm always capable of this, but uh, but I have learned a few lessons over time. One of them is to learn to laugh at yourself, right? <laughs> and in the middle of in the middle of those kinds of of uh, uh, debates, where you've said something that you know really <laughs> w- wasn't that pointed in your mind, but was taken as such by the person it was directed at you need to be able to stop and say, you know what? That was a really stupid thing to
0: say. <laughs> what was I
1: thinking? <laughs> and disarm the situation before it goes nuclear.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, so humor is, I think, uh, one thing. And, and, and frankly, being able to look at yourself and being painfully honest about your own foibles and flaws. And then when you're in the middle of this kind of you know, low-level sniping with each other to say, you know, why, why are we doing this? Right. Uh, uh, do, do you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to continue this? Because I don't, <laughs> and it's not that I'm. I'm I, I, I don't want to disengage. Right. I, wa- I want to hear what you have to say, but 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 I want to hear it. Thoughtfully, I don't want to hear it angrily because there's nothing that's going to be accomplished by that except that I'm going to get my feelings hurt, your feelings are going to get hurt, and the likelihood is that we're going to say things that we don't really mean, but in the heat of the moment, our frustrations will boil over.
0: What's so funny about that is before we got here today, as a matter of fact, um, my husband and I, you know, Matt and I always shower together, always, always have for nearly 25 years. And we always have our morning conversations and our night conversations in the shower. And... It's just a good thing. It's just a good practice. I just must say to people as a whole, it is a great practice. It doesn't have to always be about it leading into physicality, because that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's a really good practice to just be able to be naked, both emotionally and physically, with the person that you love, and know that it's safe and you're in a mm. non-judgmental right. environment. It's just great practice in a relationship. But needless to say, he, uh, my, my husband has a bald head, and he shaves his head every morning, and he has his little shaving cream that was inside of the shower. And I am a little bit obsessed about things staying in order. Okay, Mm -hmm. So I will admit that I practically have a small touch of OCD about keeping things clean and orderly. I knew we got along (laughs) for... And so he told me a couple of days ago when we were in the shower that that something was broken on his cap so that I couldn't sit it up mm-hmm. because everything would just kind of start to pour out. Right. So he's like, I know as much as it's, it's going to irritate you, I need you to leave it laying flat so I don't lose all of the gel that's inside of this right so this morning we're in the shower and I I hop out of the shower before him and he proceeds to get ready to shave his head and he says see I knew you weren't going to be able to leave it alone I told you if you leave if you stand it up it's going to come out and so I open the shower door back and I said I didn't touch it the housekeeper did it and I meant it because I didn't touch it and he was he started laughing he said really and I said yes the housekeeper did it believe it or not this puppy does learn new tricks and I didn't do it and so he starts laughing and I said and look at you I said you were going to put the icing on the cupcake you were going to tell me everything about how I always have to touch things and normally that's true but I didn't do it this time and so we start laughing at each other and he's like baby I'm so sorry I said he goes to kiss me. And and so I gave him this really dry kiss to be funny. And I said, see, this is how I feel. And I puckered my lips really tight so that the kiss wouldn't be soft at all. And he starts laughing at me. And I said, don't worry about it, baby. I accuse you of things all the time, even in your absence. (laughs) And I say all of that just to say that That moment could have turned into you always accuse me of things that I don't do. You assume that I did something that I didn't do. It could just turn into something that it didn't need to turn into. Rather, it could just, you can laugh it off Mm -hmm. quite literally and then simultaneously own the fact that you do it too. I do it to him all the time and he didn't even do anything, but we, but because it is in what we call it is the dry grass principle right. okay the, and the principle is as follows a forest fire or a fire cannot exist and expand without the right conditions If the conditions inside of the relationship are dry grass, when there's a momentary conflict or quip, it's like dropping a match on the grass and Mm -hmm. the whole thing goes up in flames. Not because that single match was that big a deal, but it's because the conditions were right for that to turn into a massive fire. But if you live with wet grass in your relationship, the, ch- the opportunities to, as you referenced before, laugh at yourself, to own the fact that you don't want this to go crazy. Let's just stop here and let me just listen to what you're saying, because I might not even be hearing you right now, because I, 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 I totally was hearing something else. You know, you're creating wet grass so that when that match or conflict falls onto that grass, it fizzles out. The environment is. And the conditions are not right for it to turn into a fire. We have to be very conscious of our relationships. If we want to stop these cyclings of fighting, we have to make sure that we keep the grass wet. Mm -hmm. And in so doing, it's about owning your own stuff and not projecting out to your partner what he or she means or intends or to presume evil or ill intent in every comment and snip that is made. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was just something stupid you said, and it's not because I don't love you, and it's not because you're not awesome. It was just a stupid moment on my behalf, and I can just own it.
1: Well, there are two two little uh, techniques that I learned from you, Uh, or at least (laughs) you've you've referenced these before in in our conversations. One has to do with with what's um, often referred to as gunny sacking. That's the there was that time back in right. when you did this. <laughs>
0: the laundry list—it gets brought out. Right.
1: This whole, you know, <laughs> bill of particulars about Absolutely. all the things that you've ever done that caused some unhappiness. Right. So, I think another lesson there is that when there is some degree of conflict and you've reached resolution, it's over. Let it go. Keep it in the past. That's where it mm. belongs. It's mm. not the prelude to the future
0: absolutely the
1: other is the the, the and you you spoke about this uh, brilliantly the other day uh it's the you always
0: right right and nobody always does anything
1: it, it's an absurd <laughs> statement to make on the face of it and yet we all have at one time or another i suspect Said used it. that absolutely phrase and what is it that we really mean when we say when
0: that? we say that right
1: yeah, what are we trying to convey to people when we mm-hmm. say, you always, it's my frustration level is at peak <laughs> right, right now. It's
0: level 10. I'm mad as hell and I can't
1: take it anymore. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's the point of frustration. So we hope that we've, you know, kind of <laughs> shared some, some understanding with you about how relationships can, can devolve, but also how you can Help prevent. evolve. Yeah, and how you can, st- I love that, you know, how they can evolve, how you can stop, arrest this tendency and move beyond it uh, to a more mature uh, affection and appreciation of each other.
0: Absolutely, and at the end of the day, you're able to have wet grass. Rather than dry grass.
1: Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) We want to thank Chelsea Washington, who is producing for us today, Todd Mm -hmm. Washburn, our recording engineer, the extended Love Life family, and you, our listeners. We're so happy to have you. If you would like to comment on this episode or uh, have a question for us, please write to us.
0: Suggestions for new episodes. Absolutely.
1: We would love to have that. So you can write to Alvian at.
0: Lovelife.digital or Douglas
1: at lovelife.digital. And (laughs) we'll be back next week with another episode. (laughs) Bye, folks.